I believe. I'm kidding. I don't know. I think I am for different reasons. Maybe not for work. I'm kidding. I work really hard. All right. But I got Alexa Moore in the building. She was supposed to be my wife, but God had other plans. Hallelujah. Oh my gosh. I have one of my favorite people that I worked with side by side. The Lauren McAllister, formerly known as Lauren Long. Come on. You know, I got my pastor, my forever pastor, the anointed, the appointed. Nate Johnson. Thank you, Renal. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. But let me say this. This is not one of those podcasts. You know, I know I started, you said, they said, Pastor, like, oh, let me turn. No, 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 no. Because I know I got a few new followers recently, and um, it's it's not safe for church. But we love God. I love God. And some of, my, some of my co-hosts do love God. And I just don't put the pressure on people. This is a safe space for everybody because Jesus is for everybody. If you want him or don't want him. Hallelujah. It's kind of like... When you friends with your ex, it's like, even if I want you or I don't want you, I'm still for you. You know, I don't know where I'm going okay. with that. Well, on today's episode, we will discuss life after full-time ministry. Oh, Ooh. hallelujah. We got crowns in heaven. <laughs> did, did we lose our crowns when we left? I hope not. Mighty God. But however, before we get there, I got to get into the generosity moment. Let me tell you something. This podcast is beautiful, but baby, it's a starter podcast. Hallelujah. Okay. It looks good. It looks amazing because y'all keep on giving, but you can't stop now. Hey, because we got to do season three. Come on. I'm trying to hold on to April. And I need you to give them money. Come on. Hey, I, we fully funded for season two, but baby, I'm trying to get to season three. I need you to help me. But let me thank the people who already are helping me, okay? And when you contact them, make sure you tell them I sent you so they'll keep on sponsoring the podcast. All right, Gage Lujan, he is an amazing real estate agent who specializes in new construction, residential, and commercial real estate. He has done over $10 million in deals in the last two years. Connect with him today for all your real estate needs. You can call him at 702-523-5534. Oh, and I gotta thank CrossFit Social City. This body is looking like somebody's party and uh yeah you gotta check them out they are all the way over there is that like southwest area is that south no that's not southwest that's, that's summerlin, summerlin. Yeah. oh my god they are summerlin i don't know where i just go to the gym you know i gotta get my workout in gotta be hot check them out for your strength training workout you might just catch me there and lastly i gotta thank for the love Ooh. oh my god nate are you is anything you wearing for the love today Her owner um, for the love is yeah, here t-shirt here oh my gosh my earrings? What? My earrings. Your earrings. Yeah, oh, Lauren's earrings. earrings? Okay. Okay, look at that. Thank you for the love for being partners this season on season two. Um, they have an amazing store located downtown on Main Street. Make sure you check them out. I yeah. am always around. I love hanging out over there. I was going to call Emily and tell her, you know, I'm going to be, I don't want to tip where I'm living at, but, you know, I'm going to be around a little bit more, so you can just call me if you need somebody to work on a Saturday or a Sunday. That's right. I might start going back to church, so I don't know, maybe not Sundays, but I can do it after church. But girl, we'll call, call me, okay? All right. 
right. There are three ways to support this podcast. The first thing is you can like, comment, and subscribe. That is totally free. Share it with somebody. I'm telling you, the more you share it, the more people listen. I am telling you, I have had some people share this podcast, and then they share it to somebody else. And like literally, that's like 10 new followers. That's what I need you to do. If you really believe in it, share it. All right. The second thing you can do is we have merch. Ooh. Oh, my God. I have shirts. I am sold out of mugs. So get you a shirt. It's a great thing. It's a vibe. A lot of y'all got them, but y'all ain't wearing them and tagging me, but that ain't my business. All right. And lastly, you can sponsor an episode or you can purchase an app for an episode. Literally, all those things. Um, literally, you can give any amount. You can give 20, 30, 40, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000. And shoot, if you want me to quit talking about ads and you got it, let me tell you something. We don't got to talk. We do no ads if you're going to pay for the whole season three. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. But our topic today is life after full-time ministry. Oh. I have had an amazing journey uh, here in Las Vegas. I got to work for one of the best churches, and I don't just say that because I'm trying to be like cool or trying to be down, um, but it was just a, a, a healthy environment, and I really enjoyed it. And um, one thing I do credit to them is uh, when I started going in my journey of figuring out if I, how to be gay and be a Christian, um, one thing that a lot of the people there taught me was that I can love God and never forget to love God through it all, even though I'm figuring out so much. And uh, I don't think I would still be serving God in this way if it wasn't for some of those conversations there. Um, and yeah, I'm just grateful. So today we're talking about life after full-time ministry. All right, you guys give your name, maybe like what you do now, or just, you know, give give the people a little information, okay? Okay. Don't be nervous. A lot, they are nervous. <laughs> they don't know what I'm going to say. Like, this ain't be no shady pocket. They don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, I'm going to be nice tonight. I have nothing shady. I really don't say nothing shady off the podcast, but I mean, I'm just a shady person. <laughs> oh, uh, like not shady, like shady is like, I'm shady, like not real. Right. Yeah. But like shady as in like, you know, I like to throw a little shade. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, a bone carrier. Humor, yeah. It's yeah. my so humor. It's a dark humor. Yeah. <laughs> Premier, this is for you. It's a love tuner. Oh, <laughs> hello. Releasing the negative energy. <laughs> All right. Nate, tell yeah. us about yourself. I'll go first. Uh, Nate Johnson, and uh, I'm married to an amazing woman named Emily. Ow! And she is powerful and strong and kind. And we have four You're trying kids. to get some tonight. <laughs> Thursday. It's not your Okay, it's not Thursday. Well, we were cracking up because we were talking about how, like, in church world, the pastor would say, my beautiful hot wife, everybody. You know, it's just like a funny uh. thing. So her qualities are beyond that. Anyway, we have four yeah. kids together, 11, 10, 5, But and everybody's four. wife's not beautiful, probably. Oh my god! Beauty is the eye of the beholder. Uh -oh. it, is it attractive or being attractive? We'll talk about oh, that later. Ooh. Come on, oh, yo, I <laughs> watched your video, man. Oh my so god, that was so good. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, we're co-owners of the store. She's more owner than I am. I get to just hang out for sure, but she, we own that store for the Love Downtown, and I'm getting a master's in marriage family counseling. Oh my and god. I have a, Gosh. Y'all need a therapist. Four, <laughs> four semesters left. Me and my husband will be coming to you. <laughs> Come on. We probably can't because I'm your friend. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll be so biased. Yeah, I'll be on your you side. You probably the whole be on time. his side, probably. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know. No, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, Lauren. My turn. Come on. Um, my name is Lauren McAllister. Period. I, yeah. Um, I'm married to my wonderful husband, Jesse. Um, we have a dog, Indy. It's, our life is very simple, quiet, no kids, just the way I like it. Um, right now, you want to have I mean, kids eventually. Yeah, I want to be a mom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There it is. Um, I got I, nervous. I'm like, what happened? Did something change? Oh, no. Just, okay. I like our life. Okay. It's quiet, simple, it's easy. Yes. And not for little, no, you know, rough heads, yeah. Um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I stopped working in full-time ministry and I transitioned to real estate investment company. And so... It's all over the country. It's really cool. It's called Wedgwood, but it's 
you know, different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's all corporate. Come on, I'm a corporate, corporate manager, manager. Corporate manager. Corporate manager. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I like my job. And I'm going to give you a good outfit every day of the week, even if I don't got Please no haircut. Please do. Please do. Absolutely. I get a haircut next week, so I'm going to really be hot. Oh, my. That's why you're wearing the beanie today. Yeah, hallelujah. It's, a rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's really rough under here. <laughs> Um, my name's Alexa. I um, also used to work at a church and now I transitioned out of that and I am now doing full-time hair. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, alexaray.hair. Hi. Come oh. see me. Period. You're right. Period. <laughs> um, I'm Hispanic. I'm from Panama and I would say... I'm extroverted. I don't know what else to say about wow, myself. Okay. I wanted okay. to say something right there, but I'm not going to. Whatever you want to say. Don't say <laughs> When I want to say something I shouldn't say, I'm going to use what Emily got me. A little mini tambourine. Hallelujah. All right. How, um, so my first question is this. How did you find yourself in ministry? Uh, like, was it a long time dream? Uh, like, and did you think it would be forever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My journey started, um, so I was, I was that kid, man. I went to a, like, a Christian camp, uh, seventh grade, came back to my school, like ready to go. And yeah. there was a, I remember there was homeroom and uh, before the first class, the homeroom was like 35, 40 minutes. And I remember thinking, you know what? I need to start like a prayer group. That's what needs to happen. Revival. So, so that early, I would like start doing stuff like that. And then in high school was like fellowship of Christian athletes who've been around that world for a little bit. There's a club in schools that was like very Christian based. And I was very, very active in my church, got a lot of affirmation, and uh, I would do some speaking, and I would like lead worship. That was like my jam. So I would steal like worship songs. That, like That's how I like learned guitar. And so that was like my thing. And so, yeah, fairly like with those steps and again, looking up to people ahead of me that were really godly and loved them so much, I thought that would be the ultimate dream to be yeah. a hangout with students, uh, God-oriented uh, just seems so fun. There's trips yeah. and just a lot of messiness, but it seems rewarding. And so what's funny is that, so I got into it and I really, you know, for me, it was like that calling standing up at, it was like a standing up senior year mm-hmm. at a uh, Christian camp. Yeah. And uh, so in my head, yeah, it was, it was a lifelong thing. And uh, I think you have to go into that way because it's just so hard and can be so complicated. It's a lot like marriage. If you think divorce is on the table, you will get divorced. If you think getting out of church is on the table, then you'll eventually get out or burn out or try to find yourself out of it. So anyway, that was never, never on the table for me. I never thought it'd be on the table. So, um, but I find out later in my, like my therapy stuff, it's so funny. They, I did a week long therapy. Emily and I did in Montana. At the end, he like he started was really jacked up a week <laughs> long. Yeah, yeah, help, Lord help. Oh, we did some two days. Yeah, uh-huh. what's funny? We did that twice. I've done like a Montana oh. one and like a sabbatical one. I, I love them. It's beautiful. <laughs> so on the last day though, this I need guy some other said, "Other type of therapy, some <laughs> other healing, <laughs> sexual healing." <laughs> When I get the feeling, <laughs> sexual healing. Oh, hallelujah. You sounded just I like will it. wait for oh. you. Hallelujah. That'd be, like a, that'd be like a Malibu. That'd be your that'd be your No, I'm trying to wait. I'm not thing. I don't know what I'm doing, but anyway. I I'm I'm waiting on somebody. That's another podcast. That's another one. I need to bring like a sex therapist on here. Come on. A Christian fun. sex therapist. That'd be a blast. Maybe I have one in the works. Let's Come go. On. I have a contact. I have somebody you can talk to actually. <laughs> okay. That'd be great. Anyway, so at the very last of it though, the last of this whole retreat, and then I'll stop, is the therapist said, you know, the reason why you went to ministry is like, yeah, you love God. I'm sure we're good at it. But it's because you wanted the approval of your dad. 
my God. I was like, what? He's oh. like, yeah, you guys oh, are great, but, but he was a pastor. I don't have daddy issues. He was I don't a, know what He was a seminary professor for a long time. And subconsciously, there was some sort of like, mm-hmm. if I do this, then him and I will have like a, more of a connection. And we always connected in that vein. We always have to. Like the church world, God stuff is always like yeah. him and I's thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, and then looking up to people ahead of me, I was like, oh man, I love them so much. And yeah. if I do this too... But again, I love God and I did it for 15 years. So if I did yeah. it just for that, it, that was the only motivation. I've been gone a long time ago. So there's obviously, I think God part of it too. But anyway, just weirdly like one of those, you know, fun little moments in my life that yeah. I learned. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I necessarily thought it was going to be like a lifelong thing or a dream of mine. I think the culture that I grew up in, we grew up in a similar culture um, in the South. Come on. Atlanta. Um, yeah. And what a play us play. I think the world that I was in, the culture that I was in, the church I was in, like shout out to AG, um, Assemblies of God, you know, we love them. Um, but I think, and maybe this is just the way that I interpreted it, but I, I think I thought if I wanted to do something for God and like I wanted to like yeah. help people, mm-hmm. like it had to be in a physical church. And I wasn't like super self-aware then. Um, yep. I was kind of like in this bubble for a really long time. I went to a Christian college. Um, just being in Tennessee, like that's yeah. just the culture there. And I think I thought um, just working in a regular, in a, in a, I hate the word secular, but in like <laughs> a secular job, Woo-hoo! that that wasn't actually ministry. That yeah. ministry is like in a church building, doing something with church people and ministering to people in that way. Um, and so I think I, like a lot of people um, in the pandemic, started rethinking <laughs> that. Like, I think you can, um, ministry, I think is weird in the sense of like, I think, um, you have to like have a little bit of like a, a specialty for it, but you also don't. Like I also yeah. feel like I also feel like anybody can do this and like can become like good at it or yeah. whatever. A lot of people are just good at it. Yeah, exactly. Talk and so it. I think yeah. um, with no Holy Ghost, no Holy Spirit. Yeah, oh, I think just... everybody probably has a little bit of that too. Um, and I think maybe I started to kind of think like maybe I'm just kind of like good at this. I don't think I was an actor. But yeah, I, I don't think, think you were. It was authentic. It yeah, felt real. But totally I genuine. think I was just all like, I, yeah, I think all of us did. And I just think maybe that was when the, the gear started switching in my brain a little bit. I was like, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this forever. Like maybe just mm-hmm. for a season. And I think actually Lauren told me this once. Um, we were just chatting about like where we were and like ministry and stuff. And she had said like, I think like God will give you, like when God gives you, like the God will give you the grace to be in a place. And then when that grace is up, you'll feel it. And I think I just felt it. I was like, I, this is not my passion, but I think I struggled with that because it's like, it's about people. And I was like, I am passionate about yep. people. Totally. Yeah. And God. And God. But I'm, I don't know if necessarily in the context of church is what I'm passionate about, the, the avenue I'm passionate about doing it in. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right now that rhyme too. You like rhyming like. What did I say? Phrases, graces, and pl- places. Like that was like. Oh, yeah. That's right. I thought the tambourines didn't yeah. come out. Give credit where credit is. But yeah, that's I, right. Laura has said that to me too. I think when we, I was walking through a similar season and she had mm-hmm. said that and that really, mm-hmm. it registered. I was like, baby, I feel the grace is wearing off. <laughs> <laughs> it was wearing. It was, I need the grace. My, my grace worked. <laughs> I'm like, Laura, I'm, um, oh, I'm starting to little, have a little too much fun. <laughs> what happened to me? I was so together and now I want to just be myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it was never a dream ever, ever, <laughs> ever. If anything, it was the opposite. Like I grew up as a PK, AG, somebody's God, like front row, pew, sorry, front pew, pew okay. you know, my tights and patent leather shoes, Period. your daddy's getting fired the next day. Like it's oh just, God. I just, 
a lot, right? Yeah. And yeah. so um, actually ended up like being at the church that I worked at. I also started attending there when I was in the fifth grade. And so that was the healthiest church culture um, that I had ever seen. And even being so young, I'd seen a lot. Um, and so I loved it. Like it was home. It was, yeah. um, was that was your how- student pastor? Oh, I tried to get you, you know, there. You were my student pastor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We tried yeah. to get you on trips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, all those things. I quit my junior year. I was He's one of those. such a three. <laughs> we, did, we did a guitar such lessons. a three. We did guitar Enneagram lessons. three. I was a uh, guitar. I taught her guitar. When I was in like mid- elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> when you were pregnant with uh, pre- your we did wife. The, pregnant, I think yeah. we did the Fray song. We learned uh, how to save a life Taylor or something Swift, like that. You know. Taylor Swift. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Those white church. They be teaching their kids secular songs. You know, of the black Pentecostals. We don't teach them. Can't nobody do it like Jesus. Can't nobody. What you need to know about Taylor Swift? We are never, ever, ever getting back together. You don't need to know that. You just need to know Christ alone. How did that turn out, gay? I'm sorry, Lauren. We're really friends in real life. If you guys yeah. get yeah. it, yeah, that's, that's what makes us. Yeah, that's great. Um, a good time. But and uh, even no liquor involved. No. Look at I don't know what's in that what yellow. That? Oh, you know I ain't no liquor in my cup tonight. Okay, I've know. been working and stuff. <laughs> you tired? I'm tired as hell. <laughs> but we here. Come on. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I want to be tired of doing what God has called me Hello. to do. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. It's okay. Um, <laughs> she worked with me. Yeah. Let her this finish was her like, pie. you know, these were meetings. This is our relationship. But yeah, so probably like, you know, being an adult, I was like, what do I want to do with my life? And I didn't have the classic, like, stand up at a church camp called a ministry. Um, but I think I was in a real season in my life in 2019 where the church was my community. Like, yeah. all my friends, all my people, all we did was just hang out, and and they worked at the church. Um, and I was like, I think I'm called to missions and students. Those are my two words. And so I ended up doing a residency. And then um, got hired full-time with students. And so I absolutely loved it, mm-hmm. um, every piece of it. Um, and I think that's what made leaving the hardest. Like, yeah. I think it was it was heartbreaking in a lot of ways and still is. Um, but I think exactly what you guys said, like the grace, I had grace for the season that I was supposed to be there. Mm. And I still lead a small group and I still love those girls and those people. And I yeah. still... Um, I believe in the local church and so I'm there, but vocational ministry, you know, like I said, wasn't a dream. I think it was a lot of feelings and that's how yeah. I got there. And so we had a moment too, where I think you were even deciding missions or students. Yeah. And I said, you have to do students. You're I like, why? Students. It's like, you're just in it with mm-hmm. them all the time. Missions mm-hmm. is great. Cause you get to organize it and have experiences with people and ha- yeah. help other people have experiences. Yeah. But this mm-hmm. is like a thing and you're it's with them and they're going to call you and text mm-hmm. you and they're going to be mm-hmm. needed. And you're going to love it. I love to. Yeah. That's why I love students too. Yeah. <laughs> And if you watched, uh, I think episode two, Jeff was on here, and that was me and Lauren's boss, but he wouldn't call us boss. We were all working on the same team. That's right, baby. And I think for me, um, I didn't, I think I did go into ministry thinking it was forever. Like, I think I had an idea that, like, I would be like the, like the worship guy of, like, you know, the West Coast. Not like that. Like, I didn't think that. I think I just, there was so much prophecy. Mm. Like, I, when you grow up, like, in a heavy, like, prophecy church, like, oh, you're going to do this. You're going to reach the nations. Yeah. Immediately, I was like, oh, I can sing. I can mm-hmm. kind of speak. You know, I can, I'm like, I'm more like an evangelist. I can, you know, give a word when I need to give a word. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe that would be the thing. But, like, the more I kind of, like, evolve and think, I'm like, 
sometimes when you grow up heavy in like a prophecy culture, mm. you can try to create the prophecy. That's like right. you try to be like, oh, it's going to happen like this, this, and this. Mm. And really like maybe God is like, no, wow. I'm going to use you, but I'm going to use you doing this. And so for mm. me, I didn't, yeah, right. I didn't, yeah, I think towards the end I knew I was gay and I knew like I like it was kind of hard because it was like I know like I no. work at a church that um is not gay affirming uh but like they love everybody right. um and they believe um they they accept everybody and they believe they mean come as you are and so for me I just was trying to figure that out and I knew yeah I felt like yeah I had to decide like man this is just not for me let me figure out what I want to do so yeah I don't it was amazing when you first came on I saw a video of you and uh, this, the, to even be in a conversation of like, what do you think about this person coming on, especially in student world? Because remember, you're going to work for me for a second yeah. in the student ministry world. Crazy. And I peaced out immediately. No, I was kidding. You did. And, Maybe uh, that was good, though. We probably wouldn't have been friends. I thought, <laughs> I know, it'd be a different relationship. But I just knew like you, you being in Vegas needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And you needed to be in the church world in Vegas needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And especially that church is yeah. great. And, but they needed a Renal. They needed somebody to yeah. lift that up. And I know yeah. in student ministry world, I mean... When you left that, it was devastating. I know yeah, the was. students really, really missed you. And in young adults world, so we yeah. were in that together too. But uh, yeah, yeah we I mean, you were... Baby, we did. We led one of the best young adult Boop, groups we in did. Las Vegas. We were the star. We were the... St- Let me just say this. Oh, gosh. Oh, and I want all y'all to hear this. Oh, Lord. No, it is no shame. This no. is all churches. Okay. Nobody was doing young adult. City Light was not doing young adult oh, stuff. Um, <laughs> Church LV. Let's keep it real. A spade a spade. When we started, maybe they guy was, you know, stirring it up in them. But baby, we started and it was something happening in that atmosphere every time. I have never... I have never experienced church like that. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, and I mean, we're going to move on. I think that was a hard thing when that season kind of shifted, like you mm-hmm. left. Yeah. And it was kind of like, whoa, like, God, why would you give us something so special for so? But I don't know. It just taught me like mm-hmm. to live in the moment. Yeah. I think a lot of times we miss the moment. And it's like, because even like, I think when, when Lauren, when you stepped away too, it just like the energy, everything. It was like that group in the beginning. It was just mm-hmm. something special. Like God, his hand was on it. It was like, we needed that. Yeah, I don't know. And I think, yeah, I don't know. Well, that was the most unique, the young adult thing. It was the most unique thing we've done. I've ever done because it was all the city. And yeah. literally so many churches represented that space. I've never been a thing. It's usually just very exclusive yeah. in-house mm-hmm. uh, kind of people. And so the fact that I was like meeting people from different churches mm-hmm. in all the same stage of life mm-hmm. and it was like, man, this is really, it, it was, was the kingdom of God. Like yeah. When I think about, and for me, I think it was such a free experience because like, I feel like, man, Nate knows me. He sees me. He knows the real me. I knew he really like do. you knew I was gay like yeah. and like leading worship. So it just felt so like where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. And I feel like That's because right. we all knew each other and we real, it was, it was different. It was like different. I even, t- I watch videos and I'm like, whoo, it was something. And then, oh Lord Jesus, let me quit. All right. Since you guys, since we have left ministry, do you guys, has there been any lifestyle changes or things that you think differently about now today mm. since leaving? Like, has there been a well, shift? Well, my wife and I joked, you were there that one day, we're like, if I still worked at a church, I'd, I'd be fine. <laughs> the only thing I do, I cuss a little more probably than normal <laughs> than I used but to. But a lot of pastors cuss. That's and true. that's the big C church. I know, I can name, <laughs> Come on. I can name every church in this city, Atlanta, uh, Rockford, Illinois. I know all those mother freakers be cursing. Oh Y'all quit acting. Just tell the truth. Shame the devil. I always said I had a potty mouth. You so. know, let the Lord say the deliverance come if you talk about it. You can be free. That's and right. maybe you don't want to be free. Oh and maybe cussing is not bad. 
Yeah. I don't I mean, know. Let me quit. I'm tired because no, I've been going all day, so I'm just, I have no filter. You're tired? I can't tell. <laughs> I'm not tired yet. <laughs> So I'd say that's that's the only thing from a lifestyle standpoint. The other thing would be, um, and I've had a major like in the past three months. It was a kind of an awakening a moment where um, there was this great analogy of just how God and I connect. And this is going to be sound super spiritual, but uh, you know, it's just like a this trinitarian relational spirituality. Okay. Yeah. And I know that like, if there were heard this great quote that if the Trinity left the church, I don't know how many people would actually miss it, how yeah. much, how deep the Trinity is to people's relationships with, yeah. with God. And so because the Trinity is all self-connected, it's all self-giving, unconditional, serving one another, we then were created out of this self-loving, like serving one another oh, essence. Oh, that's good, Nate. And so this essence that I have that we all have now is out of this incredible loving thing. And this with my own schooling and, and psychology classes, like a baby's health is dependent on a parent's love and coddling and attention and responsiveness. So our success in life to cope with things and self-regulate and to be independent, to be confident, all comes from love. Yeah. Wow. The very beginning of the thing. Mm -hmm. So the goal I've I found for myself is I have this false self in scripture, maybe it's like the flesh, mm -hmm. but I have to continue to look at this thing and know that, oh, I'm doing this to make that feel good for mm -hmm. power, possession, for pleasure for privilege for whatever it is. So each things of like being right about something is only serving my false mm -hmm. self to feel good about myself. Yeah. And that's for somebody who's a Christian, not a Christian. Lord, like, anybody. And so if I can look for a position ahead of me, like, oh, I want that so that I can feel good. The more I can get rid of that thing yeah. and fall into this beautiful Trinitarian relational love. If I can mm -hmm. stay in that, then what's amazing is that my opinion and opinions, I heard this quote, Opinions are your ideas wrapped around your ego. Wow. So if somebody hits your opinion, wow. they're hitting your, your ego, which is you're hitting your false self. Wow. So if I can get rid of that false self, so then my opinions are not really my opinions. It's just growing out of oh. the love within me, within God connected. It's all that John verse of, you know, I'm the branch, he's the vine. If I can yeah. stay connected to that thing, man, then I am, my love is expansive. Yeah. How I receive it is, yeah. is better. My vulnerability seems to be better. I can trust and receive all mm -hmm. that so much, so much easier, better. And I can see the world a little bit different. So that's been a huge piece of my own mm -hmm. spirituality, which I just love. Like I'm obsessed that I get to do that. And something I wish, you know, could, I could have taught or could have learned while I was in the thing because my ego and pride and insecurities was just so, it's always there and still there today. Yeah. And uh, so it's something I'm really grown out of is that piece, which is very foundational in the faith, but it's something I've just been awakened to. So that's yeah. been my new thing. Beautiful. Sorry. Has anything changed in you guys' lifestyle? Anything different you think that you want to share? Because I know everything we don't, you know, I ain't going to share. Um, Praise the Lord. I, Lord. I don't know if like anything necessarily like lifestyle wise has changed. I think I've just recognized something to myself, like, like, stepping out of the church and and not going every Sunday or just even really having like a church home I'm like was my faith kind of wrapped up a little bit like in this building like mm -hmm. because I I struggle with um some of the shame or some of the things I even like told people of like you know I'm not currently like serving anywhere I'm not currently <laughs> like you know whatever and that's something that we just like drill into people that like you will get this if you serve here you will do this if you serve here God and will. so I think there's a little bit of like that in me of just like well I'm not really 
as as Christian as I need to be or as like as loving as it because I'm not actually like serving anything. Yeah. And I've had people tell me like what like what is the difference between like you serving in this physical building to help respectfully like the building keep going or like you like doing someone's hair and like ministering to them and serving them in that way. Like what's the difference? And I think like there's so much of the system that's still in me, like in different ways that I'm like needing to, to figure out. But -hmm. I think that's been one of the things that I'm like really like open now to of like, maybe like a lot of my faith was kind of wrapped up in like what I was doing there. And it wasn't necessarily in my relationship with God and what Mm -hmm. that looks like. Yeah. So I think that's something that I'm, like working through yeah, and like mm-hmm. not fully fleshed out yet, but I, I've recognized that for sure. And it brings me to that idea. Like if we are the church, mm-hmm. then everywhere I go, I am bringing the church mm-hmm. with me. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if you're doing somebody's hair and they're talking about man, like my marriage or whatever, whatever, right. like you are ministering right. to them, like, mm-hmm. or well, yeah. In, in the same way, like something that I've like, been thinking about too is like in the bible like jesus never really kept anyone you know i mean like he had his people right he had his best friends or whatever but he sent everyone out Out. like he sent them to go do things and and you know that could be a whole other topic influence he was he was literally the word influencer he was sending out people to influence the world for him right well Well, the the majority of i think the, the people don't like actually if you think about it like globally like the majority of people don't go to church. You know yep. what I mean? Like we, why, we, we're like, we need to be sending people out to where like other people are not necessarily to like convert anybody, but yep. just to be like, Hey, this is my life. And like what Jesus has done in my life. And like, if you want to be a part of that, like I'd love you to join this journey or yeah. whatever, whatever that looks like. But yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, I wouldn't say my lifestyle choices have changed, um, or biblical perspectives. I'm not, um, I've never enjoyed theology ever. And so um, <laughs> I would say in this stage of life, really like in 2020, um, I think it obviously messed everyone up for obvious reasons, but. Um, messed up I or think, blessed up? <laughs> I mean. Ooh, I like that. I, I, I think I got blessed. But, me too, girl. I'm um, free. <laughs> now he can come and find me. But I think I really, um, I hate the word deconstruct it, yes. deconstruction. Uh, yes, hate it. uh, it's so misused. But yes. um, I think that would be the best word for it, which would be really just to honestly just think for myself and challenge what I had been told since the time I was, I could learn basically and talk. And so um, that was really the time I started reading different things. And I found, um, I found a piece like I'm not a, I'm, it felt very alienating when I was inside the church yeah. um, because I don't, I don't think my doubts and questions were met with the grace that Jesus met them with. Even on our team? Um, our team? No. Yes. We was a lot of yes. grace. Yes. Okay. Um, but uh, it's just not always a safe place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so um, I think that year was really formative for um, just myself and who I am. It's also the year I met my husband and we decided to get married. And so, yeah. you know, like that just changed a lot for me, but I think on a, the stage I am now really because I don't love theology or because I didn't want to like fit in a box. Yeah. Right. I didn't want to put who I know God to be in a box. I, that's really why I was like, I got to do something different. Right. And like community, there's lots of reasons, but what it comes down to is I think now I really have the autonomy to discover God and like in outside the walls that we can find him to like in the wilderness. And like, and he'll meet us there as long as yeah. we're open. Um, 
And so I, it's, and people listening or whatever, you know, you'd tell people that and they're like, well, you just need to, you know, read your Bible and whatever, but that's okay. That works for them. Um, but I, I've met God in a different way outside than I think I could have still been there, Mm -hmm. but I'm still there. I don't feel like I've left. So it's just a weird, yeah. yeah. I had this weird thought about the Bible the other day and I didn't think I would share it. But I think God gave the Bible to Christians because he knew that they would need proof. Mm-hmm. And But the whole thing about faith is believing without seeing. So I believe once you really get to know God, it's not so much about the book. It's about your relationship. And I think if we look at the book, we should look at it more as a perspective. Like, man, he was giving us a story of sacrificial love. And it's kind of like, for me, when I read the book, this is what I've come to. It's kind of like, he said the most important thing is to do is love. Yeah. So it's kind of like if my dad says, Raynaud, the only thing I really care about in your life is just don't disrespect me. So guess what? I might make him mad sometimes. I may get on his nerves sometimes. I may, you know, do something stupid. But as long as I don't disrespect him, my dad will never disown me. He will never. And I feel like God was kind of saying that same thing. He said, love is the most important thing. And then he gave his son and gave us like the prime example. So for me, I just think sometimes like y'all say we believe in by faith, but really you believe in by having proof. And it's like, is it faith or proof? I don't, for me, it, that's something I'm wrestling through yeah. right now. I could be totally off. I don't mind being off. You know, I'm not like some people, but Hey, maybe I maybe I'm off, maybe I'm on, and that was shady. And I love the no, I love the the idea, and I'm something I've been thinking a lot about is, and I'm reading this in this other book too. The faith that people had before the Bible even showed up, because the Bible showed up later. What was was Paul preaching out of Genesis one one? Hell no, (laughs) hell no, like Beyonce say. That's right. And so, just (laughs) what was faith like that, and what was their experience? And how do they continue to? And I love what uh, St. Francis said. My, he's my, my dude. I love him. I'm not Catholic, but he's a Catholic yeah. guy. And he said that instead of interpreting the Bible and then living his life, he would live his life and then interpret the Bible. He was just noticing how God was interacting with yes. him and his relationships. That's what I'm hearing you say. And then when I read it, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm yeah, seeing what connecting. I'm doing. I'm seeing what's happening here. Or you read something like, that's not quite my experience. It might have been Paul's or it might have been Peter's. It might have been... But uh, for me, this is what I'm yeah. sensing. And God's like, cool, that's beautiful too. Isn't that wonderful? Like we're all experiencing, we're writing down our own different journeys and thoughts. Like that's what it, the whole thing yeah. is about, right? So anyway, I love that. And if that we're idea. totally wrong, that's what grace is for. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should abuse grace, but like if you're doing the right thing in your heart, now I'm, I'm going to preach this to the day I die. Let's go. If you're doing the right thing in your heart, God judges the heart. He knows what you're really thinking. Then I don't, he's not going to be mad because he knows your heart. But if you're doing something and you know you shouldn't be doing it, then that's your ass. <laughs> All right, recently I was listening to Sarah Jakes and she said, uh, oh my gosh, she's an anointed woman of God. I haven't listened to her since I haven't been going to church, but I may start going back to church because I'm moving this weekend. Um, so yeah, I, you can send housewarming gifts to my house too if you want to. Where, where are you moving? I'm not telling nobody where I'm moving to. I don't want people to come and visit me. It's, I don't want people, yeah, you know how I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, housewarming, I'm accepting all housewarming gifts. Uh, my cash app is Renal Kent. You get my phone number, you can tell <laughs> oh me. Um, I mean, I'm moving, shoot. Yeah. I'm not having a housewarming party though because y'all ain't going to all fit in there. It's a studio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, I was listening to Sarah Jakes and Sarah Jakes um, basically apologized on behalf of the church. And uh, she said at the end of her thing, and I'm paraphrasing, Sarah, I don't want you mad at me because you're my homegirl and I love you, boo. Um, you know, that's what Vinny Perez said. He started saying he was friends with Joel Osteen. And then next thing you know, they was friends. 
So I'm going nice. to say, me, me and Sarah Jakes, we homies. That's my great. sister. I'm Absolutely. coming to her church. We're going <laughs> to praise God together. I'll be in the front row. Um, she said that if you have to leave the church to get to God, she understands. Mm. And I think that is an amazing statement from a faith. Sarah V. Jakes, the daughter of the bishop. T.D. Jakes. Our bishop. Our bishop. <laughs> the black bishop. So, like, what do you guys think about that statement? If you have to leave the church to get to God, I understand, from a faith leader. Yeah. Mm. Well, and what a secure place she's coming from yeah. with her own faith journey. Yes. And also secure in the church that she has. Yeah. I think she's like, I love this place, but I know yeah. it's not for everyone. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. I think about church and about uh, our own personalities fit in this thing or it doesn't. That's yeah. great. And that's fine. And we all need to be okay with the releasing of people who are like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. If you need to go somewhere else, fantastic. Or if you need to be on your own, amazing. Yeah. What a great confident place yeah. to be. And, a great uh, leader, like or, accountability. Yeah, I, I feel like most, church, like most churches, I, feel, I love that she felt safe to be able to say that and know that she was still going to be like employed there. Yeah. Yeah. Like a safe place. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if like the church always celebrates like differences in opinions or, or just yeah. or, like letting yes. people still like lead and be like on staff somewhere and know that like they don't think exactly the same way as everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And if you do, like Scary. we have to, you know, kind of hide. I think yeah. we all thought at this table a little differently than what we were like supposed to think. Yeah. And I think it was a, a little bit hard to like uh, align ourselves with that. Yeah. It felt weird to be like, hey, like, you know, this is what I have to tell you because I, I need to like I, keep this job. Yeah. But then at the other side, I'm like, well, you don't really, you know, you yeah. whatever. I remember I went to counseling and I remember um, sometimes I would preach uh, to students on Wednesday night and I was talking to Janine and I was like, Janine, they want me to preach. I don't know what to do. Like, I feel like I got a gift. God want me to speak. But like, Janine, I don't ever want to be fake up there. I don't want, any, I don't ever want to talk about gay people. I don't ever want to talk about certain things. And literally, I remember thinking like, every time I get on this stage, every prayer I pray, every song I sing, I want it to be honest. I don't yeah. want anybody to ever go play a video and be like, notice he was saying, don't do this, don't do that. Mm -hmm. No, anything I ever said on that stage, mm -hmm. that is something I tried mm -hmm. to live. And if I didn't agree with it, I would just be like, ask another pastor that do agree with it or ask another, you know, like I just, yeah. cause I think a lot of people, they, when they're on that stage, they become something and then you say things you don't mean. And like, I'm big on integrity. I, I don't think I've ever watched you worship and thought like, mm, he's faking it. Yeah. I think anyone who watches you is like, he is singing to God. Like that's what he's doing. And I'm gonna sing again. I'm gonna sing a new song to God. Do it real quick. I'm gonna yeah. sing a new song. That's all I got tonight, though. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's but great. Yeah. Lauren, what do you think? Um, I this journey that I'm on yeah. currently, I really want to find a church. Yeah. Um, that I love and can serve in and support and can attend with my husband. And we have there's community and there's people like us in our stage of life and others, so that we have wisdom and yeah. all the things, right? And so I. I really, I absolutely, I agree with her yeah. in her sentiment um, because I do think that churches and church leaders and pastors inflict harm mm -hmm. um, because they're imperfect people. And just like right. we did as well, just, yeah. like, we did good, oh, but like we I did harm, stuff. you know? Oh my God. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. so, the crystals that one night, remember that one time I made that girl cry? Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I, I'm, I mean, I apologize to her and I'm sorry. You I would, you did. I would you never did. do that again. You learned. I learned my and lesson. That's the thing. And like, today I would ne girl, never. Girl, where are the crystals? I know. Crystals. I believe they came Don't from Jesus. They, Jesus made the crystals in my head, so I where am I believing them? Isn't Christ in it all? I mean, literally, he's the creator of everything in my head, so where are the fucking the crystals? <laughs> 
Hell, eat crystals too. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm tired. I have no sleep. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think because there's imperfect people leading churches, yes. there's gonna be harm. And I think for people to find God, then yeah, they need to they need to leave probably mainly to find healing. Yes. And that's where God will meet them. Because I don't think um I don't God can meet them still in that place, but I think if they're not healing um, and they can't separate the two, then it's not healthy for them. Mm. And so, yes, I agree. But I think it's, I think leaving the church altogether, um, no one prepares you for that. Everyone, like, I really struggle with what people think about me. And so I I have, did you know students don't think retweets cool? anymore no. i don't my give girl, a hell what you. they my think small group makes fun of me. <laughs> gen z man yeah they think so, they think wearing pajamas is cool every day they don't gen z does twitter. everything gen that we yeah. do they're not well, twitter one of them it. made retweet her instagram bio to make it cool again thank you so i know Whoever that was. I, instagram yeah. bio you, jillian uh, oh. shout out Period. um but wait was i talking <laughs> yeah i forgot approval of others approval of others is really um hard for me and it's it's important to me and so i need to let it go but um, I really, I, I care. And so I want them, I want the rigid people to think I'm doing it the right way. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh. And so it's really hard. Like I, it's really hard to want to keep up the appearance of that. Um, but at the mm. same time, it's like, I, I owe it to myself and to who I know God to be, to like live out how, who he created yes. me to be that's and so how I feel like he's leading me. Yeah. And if that's, if that's in the building, it's in the building. If it's outside, it's outside. And anyways, mm. yeah. I've lost and sometimes I do think it's important. And you know, I've been wrestling with this. I haven't been. Going, I haven't been went to church in three weeks. Oh, that's like a oh my gosh that's for okay. me. But it's like if I don't go, then somebody might miss that Christianity can look different. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. And it's a burden for me. It's like mm. I need. It's not that I have to be there, but I need to be there to show them. Not, it's not for them. It's more like you never know who's watching you in that audience who's going through the same thing as you, yeah. but can't say it. Wow. You know yeah. what I mean? Like somebody needs to see that all Christians are not, we are not like Oreos. We're not all the yeah. same. Like, Well, that's yeah. why community is important because like, I mean, if you want to go scripture, iron sharp, sharpens oh, iron. Theology. Right? Uh, uh, um, <laughs> but I think that's what the church does so well at the yep. same time yes. is the community. You can meet people like you. So many and, of my best friends. Yeah. We meet there. Yeah. 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 And I think what we learned, I know me and Lauren, we worked with Jeff. And I think one of the most impactful things that I learned is I can do community with people that I think are stupid. And when I say stupid, <laughs> I don't disagree with. Like when I say stupid, me and Jeff always Not joke. Jeff, no, but me and Jeff always <laughs> say, <laughs> Jeff, I be we always joking, like, I'm like, Jeff, you're so stupid. Yeah. And he'll be like, Ronald, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. But like you have to, but it's like exaggeration when I'm exaggerating right now. But what I'm saying is you have to be able to do life with people who do not see the same thing as you. And with secure leaders to do that too. And still love Mm -hmm. and still be like, we can be friends. Like how many times have we went to, how many times have you saw somebody in your family or (laughs) went to a wedding or, you know, went to a wedding you're like, they probably should not be getting married. Mm -hmm. But we still go. Because we love them. Yeah. And yeah. that's the same thing in relationship. It's like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I think, I don't agree with what you're saying. And yeah, you may be older than me and you may have experienced more life than me, but babe, I don't know. Like, yeah. And that's what really, the whole point of this season of this podcast, I want people to see like, you don't have to agree. Like grow some mm-hmm. empathy. Like yeah. try to How see boring something. If we're all like so the same. Yeah. You know, I have friends who are, 
gay, straight, polyamorous, or whoever. Um, I have friends who have four kids. I have friends who don't want to have kids. I have friends who are beautiful. I have friends who I want to touch me. I have friends who, you know, we, I, Jesus, thank you, thank you, God, thank you, God, for that person on my Instagram who I want to touch me. God. Oh, Lord, help us. He posts every day, God. He is so beautiful. <laughs> and I don't know. Look at him. Look at the camera. Are we praying for this? And let me tell you something. I do follow you. And you can follow me. And I pro- I'm really normal. Did you when follow you date him me. first? Yes. The you know crazy thing is this. I put... Let me quit. Because <laughs> I'm going to sound really I'm psychotic. I'm not dating in this world. I would be I so lost with all the likes and DM it's things. Hard. It would stress me it's out. Hard. All right. I'm going to fast forward to the last question. Mm. Um, on this podcast, we have a big phrase called Jesus is for everybody. Okay. And uh, when I say that, I hope people always hear, oh my gosh, I got this weird comment on TikTok this week. And it was like, why would a gay person even want to be Christian? And, but I understand where he's coming Absolutely. from, like, because the church has the sent so much hate yeah. and just, oh, my God, it's just terrible. Rejection, yeah. And for me, the reason why I want to be a Christian and be gay, and I probably respond to his video with this video, is because I know Jesus is for me. Mm-hmm. And when nobody else was there, Jesus was there for me. Mm-hmm. And I might not be able to explain it on paper, but I have experienced his un conditional love and so for me and nobody can take that away from me and I don't care what church people say Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody got to say about me because I know when I die I will spend life with Jesus and I'm okay if it's not what I think it's gonna be like the streets paved would go I don't care what it's like but I just want to do a life with Jesus and Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that and it just and I went to the pride march and this is what really kind of got me I went to the pride march this year and when I was walking and I, I'm just, I'm probably, I'm probably, I'm not on this gay shit, but like, this is just what, I, what I'm thinking. This is what I'm going through right now. Mm. And everybody was cheering. Mm. And I said, just imagine if church people mm. would cheer when, when gay people walk into church. Maybe, maybe they would experience the love of Jesus. Just, mm. just maybe. Mm. But anyways, we have this, this phrase on this podcast called Jesus is for everybody. And do you guys believe uh, the church, the big C church, like, churches all over create a space where Jesus is for everybody and if you don't how do you believe that they can do a better job of that or we can do a better mm-hmm. job of that because we are the church yeah totally mm-hmm. um I um I I'm not sure if there's when I'm looking at this question I think I was the last part of it is like do you believe that expectation is like too impossible I I don't want to say it's impossible but I, I find myself like leaning a little bit that way only because I'm not sure if there's anywhere in the world that is exactly for every single person. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think there's beauty in that. I yeah. think, um, I think, you know, which, like I said earlier, we're trying to, to, to have um, unity, not really like uniformity. Like how can we have mm-hmm. unity and like yeah. look different? How can it's we true. have unity and come from different cultures? How can we have yeah. unity and believe in different things? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's kind of like my ideal picture. And so I'm not sure if like, um, there's anywhere in the world that can that can be that, but I think there's like beauty in that. And and the cool thing about it too is just like I don't know if it's necessarily our job to like create that space because yeah. Jesus yeah. just is already that. Yeah. Like you just yeah. he already is. He is, and so we don't I have am. to necessarily like create that space. Like he he is there. And if if I was gonna like pick something that like maybe I'm like okay like in in the like logical sense like practical sense what's something that maybe we could like work on if you're going to talk about like a church building um I would say maybe what we were talking about earlier just like differences like celebrating differences in opinion like Mm -hmm. and just differences in like lifestyles and differences in like thoughts and beliefs um I think so many 
um, I think this was from a book that you were you were reading at House Church um, that I'm currently reading, like Faith After Doubt. Yeah. And I think um, I think a lot of why maybe my generation and Gen Z and everybody is like leaving the church or trying to you know step away. Yeah. Is because not only you know. I've never had to, I'm not gay. I don't have to like think through those things or view things through that lens. Um, But if you're going to reject someone that I love, that that is, you're also rejecting me. And I don't want to be a part of that um, necessarily. Like it's, that's like heavy to say, but like if like maybe like you're not welcome somewhere and you're someone that I love and care about, it all, it also feels like an offense to me. I don't, I don't know if I want to be there either then. And so mm-hmm. I think maybe just celebrating differences and, and allowing people not just like accepting them and like, of course, come as you are like, but you're not really allowing people the the time or the patience to like, you know, work, whatever, work that out, whatever that looks like. You know, there is an expectation at the end of the day of like, yeah, come as you are, but you need to like leave change this how I want you to change. Yeah, You need to end up here. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not sure if that necessarily is ever Gonna, I, I think there's there should be some type of expectation like yeah. there's fundamental truths right like I'm, I'm not questioning like the gospel I'm not questioning what Jesus did for me I'm not questioning who God is yeah. I'm just questioning you know like I I'm a Christian like what does now that look like yeah. in in my world and Come where on. I'm going is mm-hmm. maybe my thought on it that's good yeah, that's good she's mm-hmm. such a preacher I mean, y'all are all preachers. So I know. And y'all on right. Oh, my gosh. You know, I was this thinking. This is a revival. As she was talking, what what reminded me was, especially when I first started out in student ministry, um, man, these these little booger eaters will be on the tech team and just losing their minds back there, hitting the, the bullhorns or messing up the lyrics and stuff. And so my anxiety would arise because this thing wasn't going well. Like excellent. The, ex- the excellence and the quality like needs Poor to do well. Poor kids will change that, though. And so, shoot, well, I don't know. So I remember just being so frustrated with these little ankle biters. Like, man, get your crap together. Like, you can't, what, what are you looking at? Like, we're on the stage. Are you not seeing that I'm How up there? How can they experience Jesus? They don't see the lyrics. The microphone, I'm holding a we microphone We can't sing talking. a song to the Lord. We have to tell them. I'm holding a microphone talking and there's no, nothing coming yeah. out. Yes. You're not That's seeing so me true. trying to be on stage. It was like funny things like that. Yeah. But I realized that so much of it was a reflection on me and not actually what was happening, mm. the yeah. spiritual experience yeah. that God was trying to do. And so I remember this one person said, if somebody can do it 75% well, then they can do it. True. If they're bad, bad, like, okay, you know, there's, there's a conversation, right. bless their hearts. But if there's a <laughs> sixth grade person and they're, they can do it 75% of the time, yeah. and I've began to release so much of that in my life. So anyway, just a little bit to this, um, you know, I love what Alexa said. The the quote I was thinking was, yeah, if not everyone's invited to the table, then I'm not coming to the mm-hmm. table too, right? And so I was thinking of, uh, you know, the special needs prom that we do the night to shine. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. we did the church and I did that. The I hope they asked too. me to host it again <laughs> this year. I am hosting. Are you hosting? I'm hosting. Oh, wow. Oh, hey, wow. Oh. I, got fired. I don't know who I'm hosting with. Uh, I got fired. Is That's great. You? I mean, they Should didn't ask, they didn't call me. They didn't call me. Oh, Lord. But we are good. I, I, yeah, we're good. But I'm 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 prayerful for that community too. Like, what, how can they be serving and yeah. get involved without yeah. the pressure of I need you to get this perfect because there's a whole thing and also get quality because I grew up in a very quality church my whole life, mega yeah. church my whole life. So I'm like, I need it to be good too. I need nobody just to sing and they're off key and whatever. I'm distracted. So it's a hard balance with what the world, you know, the church yeah. stuff has to do. But also what we've learned, I think, and and what I've learned in my experience too that the faith statement stuff and the rightness of stuff is very, very restricting Yeah, and can be so hard. And so navigating life and scripture and new things you're learning and even like, goodness, the things that have popped up 
within biblical learnings and uh, things yeah. that are newer to yeah. scholars and they're having to understand new things that have come up. Um, anyway, so that piece is very can be restricting. And so is there space when you have the statements of belief and all that stuff? Is there another statement of faith that allows those to also, whether you're working or not working in the church, mm-hmm. to continue to go, continue to serve, and uh, be able to speak in a way that no one's nervous and no one's insecure about yeah. what's being Safe. said. Everyone's able to say, yeah, that's a great yeah. view too. And I understand why you read that way. I read it this way. And somebody would go like, well, no, it is this way because, mm-hmm. you know, this is who yeah. first preached it. Wrestling it yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. And so that's just a very hard thing, which we're, you know, learning in our lives. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, that was kind of going to be what I said in the sense of showing love and not being rigid. Like I think yeah. rigid... Being rigid in anything just never gets you anywhere. And I think especially in how you treat people because everyone should be different and that's what makes our world so beautiful. Um, But I I believe Jesus is for absolutely everybody and anyone. Um, That's who I know him to be. Um, But I think the only comfort that I find with churches is the understanding that there's never going to be a perfect one. Yes. There's never going to be one that hits all my boxes and my partner's boxes. And, and just, I think, you know, like I, I pray I used to, but now I'm just kind of like, okay, um, there you're going to, we're going to have to make some sacrifices here. But, um, I think when you talk about big C, I think absolutely like I want, who I do life with to be at the table mm-hmm. um, and to be able to contribute and to be able to lead and yeah. to love um, because that's what they were created for as well, right. whether they want to take that on or not. And so with that, I think um, one of my jokes, which I hope it's not offensive, but I call myself an Episcopalian, right? Yeah, okay. You nailed it. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> so all the authors that I love dearly identify with that. And they are yeah. women that are like priests in that, or ordination. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's so beautiful because I, it's a little too robes and formal for me. Um, but they get on that stage and they talk about real things and they like, they're diverse and they are in everything. And so I hope that the big C church in any level, like there's, ups and downs, right? Like there's more conservative, less conservative, whatever, but can eventually adopt that kind of mentality. As I say that they also are allowed to be individuals and that's for, you know what I mean? Like people, um, gravitate that more than others. So like I, Jesus is for everyone. Period. There's just, at the Big C Church, there's just work to do. Come on. As my girl Lizzie says, it's the Big C Church ran by human beings. (laughs) It's the bride of Christ ran by human beings. That's right. We're hopeful. But hopefully Jesus is for everybody. All right. I would like to thank all my sponsors, my co-hosts, and remind you to like, comment, and subscribe. If you want these podcasts to be longer, baby, you got to give some money. You got to sponsor something. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because it was getting good. But baby, we got to go home because Quan got somebody coming in after me. All right. Claiborne Loops, thank you. Like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on NF. FC podcast to the next time Jesus is for everybody Ooh. hallelujah if you want to do a podcast call Quan he, he the real one I feel bad for going over I love y'all God bless <laughs>